What's going on, guys? Peter here, welcoming you back to another episode of Bachelors in the City. It is good to have you guys with us. We have a fun episode uh, in store for you today. Part of it is with my normal co-host, Mr. Dustin Kendrick. Uh, Part of it's not. Part of it's with uh, Emma, who you guys have grown to love here from just one episode, apparently. So we're going to make this uh, a regular. But uh, Dustin is across the pond right now on the hometown of all hometown dates, meeting the love of his life, uh, her parents. And uh, yeah, it's getting pretty serious. So you guys can uh, can send him some love for that. He's going to be pissed that I'm saying this, but I like her a lot. So I'm happy for the two of them. But today's episode, we, uh, we have a little conversation about what would you do if you won the lottery, how would you uh, how would you handle that life changing situation? We have some interesting perspective. Dustin and I actually were taking a walk uh, a couple of days ago, actually, to this restaurant in Central Park, Boathouse. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. The locals in New York, awesome spot. And we got on this huge rabbit trail. We each got a lottery ticket on the way there, and then we're like, we just literally like a thirty minute conversation about what we would do. So we kind of go into detail about that. Uh, another episode recap of Bachelor in Paradise. Damn, it is getting juicy. It is getting good. It is getting crazy. So you don't want to miss that. And of course, our third roommate. We always love doing for the show. I want to let you guys know as well uh, for tomorrow, Friday. September 10th, we have a bonus episode coming out and uh, is with my dad. It's a, it's a special episode, uh, obviously in honor of September 11th and the 20th anniversary. So I definitely, uh, definitely hope you guys can take the time to listen to that. I promise you it will move you. And uh, my dad opens up about that tragic day and just what it meant to him, the industry and America and just, you know, everyone in the world that it impacted. So uh, without further ado, though, let's uh, move on and get started with uh, today's episode. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, guys, we are back for another recap of Bachelor in Paradise with none other than our beautiful Emma. She's with us again, filling in for Dusty. Dusty's across the pond right now, fighting for that love. I'm so honored to be back. You guys, I was just here. It is. It's good to have you back. I mean, you got, hey, people love you. I think uh, you need to be on every recap episode, regardless of whether Dusty and I are, are here or not. I think the other thing is like, I don't have any relationships with any of the people in Bachelor Nation other than like you guys and the people who come on the show with us briefly. So I feel like I'm allowed to throw a little bit more shade at people and have no repercussions, which is kind of nice. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, is a good take. We uh, we love having you on. And... um, you have some really good insights. So I'm excited. You know, I was a little jealous. You know, Dusty was there the first time you came on here, but now I'm back. I can throw some shots at him and uh, he can't really defend himself. Sorry, Dusty. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but let's, uh, let's dive on into it. So I guess we start off with what we've been waiting for the entire season, which was Kendall showed up at the end of last week and they were like, oh, she's here and then cut to the end. So they actually have the conversation between Kendall and Joe and it is 20 minutes of the most cringy content I think that we saw this week. I I agree with you. I I think as a as like a fan of the show, 
you look forward to kind of like these moments that, and, and sometimes the show pumps up, you know, those show teasers from the beginning and get people talking, get people excited. And, and sometimes it lives up to the expectation and sometimes it doesn't. I felt like this didn't quite live up to it. It was, it was, it was a conversation that it just like, it, they were like trying to, you mm-hmm. know, you could tell the producers like we're trying to like have them go in and like, you know, kind of coach Kendall up a little bit, like on what to ask Joe and how to like phrase everything. And I don't know. I just felt like it was, it was a little bit forced. I'm sitting there and I'm like, guys, paradise is not the only place that you can like talk to a right? significant ex, you know, or someone that, you know, obviously it offers a cool opportunity for people, you know, in bachelor nation to kind of meet and um, it's unique in that way. But from Joe and Kendall's, they could have just called each other up. They could have texted yeah, each other. you think they have like, each other's phone number, right? <laughs> it just like, it gave this like aura that like, oh, this is the only opportunity. And now we finally made it and we're going to talk and have this, this conversation. And I don't know. Also, what was the point of the conversation? They broke up because I don't know. he wanted to go to Chicago and she wanted to stay in LA. And then they're having the conversation. She's like, yeah, well, I'm still not going to move. It's like, then what, why are we having this conversation? We've had yeah. this conversation already. Yeah, it, it just seemed like it was it's definitely, you know, kind of trying to be a a drama sparker for, you know, for Joe and for Serena and like their relationship. And you could tell she like Serena definitely was, you know, she was she having was a rattled. rough time with him. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is a good thing. I, also, I think really fair. They dated for two years and then she shows up in the place that they fell in love. Yeah. I think if I were Serena, I'd be a little bit rattled too. I 100%. What this actually did for me, this... This in a weird, this may sound weird to you guys. I'm just being real with you. This kind of brought me, so I, I considered doing, you know, Paradise for a quick hot second. And luckily my job with United made the decision for me. I had class date. All right, it was a no, not going. But I considered it, Dustin and I were talking. And this brought me, not back because it never happened to me, but put me in the position of like, what would have happened if, because I guarantee they would have tried to do something like this with me with one of the exes, way too many exes, I know, but one <laughs> of the exes coming back and like how I would have handled it. And it just would have been extremely uncomfortable. I think Joe handled himself really well with how he was talking. He like, he didn't commit to anything with Kendall. Um, yeah. Kind of like almost the sense I got was he kind of was like letting her down very, 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 obviously he cares about her like crazy, but very, very softly. Like nothing was actually going to happen with her, I think he's pretty committed to Serena. So I think he handled it, handled it well. And I think, I think he was even confused because he said that like she at first seemed like she was coming back for him, but then wanted to like get his like blessing or whatnot to make sure they were cool to, for her to go pursue someone yeah. else. It didn't make a ton of sense. I guess it was trying to make the best of a bad situation. Cause if you're with someone that you dated for two years on a beach where everyone's trying to hook up, it's probably an awkward situation. Very. You've never you've never done that? Yeah, once or twice, you know. Oh, okay. So you kinda um, you kinda get it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the best part about that entire exchange is at the end of it, they show Kendall and they're like, you know how at the bottom in Paradise they have like, oh, whose season you were on? So there are a couple of girls that's like Peter's season. Hers just says Joe's ex on it. And I <laughs> found that both hilarious and totally inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like they've done a, whoever does that, like the title maker for the names has done a really good job. They've had some like oh, yeah. bangers. I uh, want that job. That's yeah. I don't even, I don't know. I could try to do some research to see who does. I don't think I know who does that. Um, I want, we need to bring them on the podcast. That would be, yeah, that'd be very entertaining. Joe's ex. Do you see Kendall uh, getting with anyone else besides Joe or is she just kind of like 
some good entertainment, good for the show, but nothing serious with the relationship. I think that the biggest thing that they were trying to do was the Joe Kendall drama. I don't think that much more is going to come out of it. I think that Kendall, I mean, they showed at the teaser for next week that Kendall has a bit of a breakdown seeing Serena and Joe be so successful, which again, fair. Yeah. I don't see it going well for her. Yeah. I I would probably agree with you on that. I think I think honestly they maybe waited a little too long to bring her on. I think Joe and uh mm-hmm. and Serena are too too far down their path, which is a great thing. Um I'm definitely pulling for them. Oh, absolutely. All right. Other couples, Noah and Abigail. So I think that they're two level-headed human beings. And you know what gives me that assessment? The fact that I haven't seen jack shit from them on TV. So true. So true. And and it's a good thing for them. Oh, yeah. They I, seem I love great. It for them. Yes. I love it for them in regards to like just after the show in real life and what kind of really matters. Because I know both of them and I like both of them a lot. I think very highly of both of them. Um, I do. It's funny. I, I like I... Like I said, I'm happy for for them that it's their kind of edit is going this way. But I feel like I feel like just America is like missing out on Noah. Noah is the funniest, the funniest person I think I've ever just that guy. He's he's hilarious. He's a great guy to be around. Um, super entertaining. And I don't know quite if like everyone's really seen that. And yeah, you know, I, I don't mean, know. he I didn't love him on Tasha's season. Granted, I did not like Bennett more, but. I just, I didn't get it. Everyone was like, yeah, he seems all right. All this, I didn't really get it. And then I saw like some of the stuff that he's posted between then and going on Paradise. And I was like, okay, he seems like a decent dude. You know, I'm he not going to pass really too is. much judgment. But everything you guys have said is he's a bang up dude. And I wish that we'd see more of that on TV. But what, what does that mean? It means that the drama is not there. It means that he's a there. bang up dude, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that that's very telling in its own right. So I guess, again, that's a good thing for both of them. I, I'm pulling for the boat, you know, for them to have some success out of the show. Um, cause they, they definitely both deserve it. So I guess that's, uh, I guess we can move on from them. It's a good thing. So Kenny is in what they call a love square. I would prefer to call it a love pyramid because I think of it as like a three dimensional figure. Okay. Um, with Mari, Demi and Tia. Tia didn't get an ounce of screen time this week. Yeah. Demi is devolving but quickly. And Mari is laying all her cards on the table. She's absolutely head over heels for Kenny. Do you actually think she is? I do. Um, I think that she came onto the beach and he was the first person she talked to and they hit it off. And she was like, okay, do I really want to hit it off with the first person I talked to? I'm in paradise. It's a big opportunity to meet a lot of people. Maybe we take a step back. Yeah. And then in doing that, opened the door for Demi and then felt bad about it. Okay. Now let me ask you this with Demi. Do you, again, I mean this of all sincerity. I love Demi. I love her. I feel like I can't take Demi seriously in paradise. I, I can't. So I love Demi for what she, like, she is 110% the character that she signs up to be, you know? Yeah. But within that, I do wonder how much of it is for the show or how much of it is her actually feeling things. Because she and Kenny hit it off pretty quickly and went to the boom, boom room. And did, then, did they actually, they went there? Oh yeah, they hooked up. Oh shoot, they did. I miss, okay. Yeah, so they I remember hooked when up. she asked them to go again and then... He kind of shut her down. 
Oh, he was like, no, I'm kind of tired. I'm just going to go to bed because he got right back from his date with Tia and she throws the Hail Mary of, hey, do you want to go to the boom, boom, bro? That's yes. Okay. She like, whispers it with a mic on in paradise and everything's picked up 100%. And she's, yeah. She knows that too, but yeah. I, then there was a no-no for that. And then she kind of had an issue with that. I, listen, I get it. Kenny, I see the guys just look at him, right? 40 years old, those abs. Great guy too. You know, he's a awesome personality. He's got quite the little pickle going on there. I feel like it's almost like a little bit of like, he's like a mini bachelor right now in Bachelor in Paradise. Like oh, yeah. um, the dynamic because so many different women are throwing themselves at him and he's having some issues trying to figure out what he wants to do. Been there, done that. So yeah. I mean, of all the people to ask, probably you would be a person to give good advice on how to juggle myriad women at any given time. There's there there there's no way, and I, I feel bad even saying that. Like not like women throwing themselves at you. Like in the show, it's. It, I mean, you you're the bachelor. It's kind of what it is. It's but it's yeah. I I feel like that's really cocky to say. That's not what I meant to say. But um, there's no easy way to do that. And uh, <laughs> it's just like it's kind of funny now watching like because from an entertainment factor of seeing like <laughs> seeing guys kind of struggle with it because there's, there's no playbook for it. Put it that way. Oh yeah, I mean the whole concept of the show is watching people fail with interactions and human relationships. And I think that there is some poetry to that. There, I feel like it's just like, it's such a fine, fine line. It's a balancing act. You know, whether it's, par- I guess even more in paradise than like one of the, like the bachelor or the bachelorette, there is no right way to handle these situations because this is just so by its nature, unnatural. Oh, it's and, toxic. Yeah. It's true. It's like, it's that, that's why the show is so entertaining because it's always different. People always handle things differently and there's always different people. So you get, you know, you get a good, you know, mixture of all that, but yeah, like I said, there's just, there's no, no playbook. So it's, I think that's why the, the success of the show has gone on for so long. With the success of the show and things changing this year, maybe it's because we had a year off from paradise. Maybe it's because there's been many paradises going on in Dallas and New York and San Diego. People just it's like funny, getting funny you bring that out. up. Funny you bring that up. <laughs> what is going on with Brendan and Piper? Okay. So they totally screwed over Natasha and then are coming after other people for doing the exact same thing they did. And I think it's maddening, but also brilliant television. For sure. For sure. I, so I had to watch this episode a little bit later because I was flying. So when I was catching up on it, though, I kind of already knew what kind of went down because social media was blowing up, was firing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a producer's dream, right? Great success story uh, when that's happening on the show. And it's, you know what, you know what it is? It's, it's, I remember thinking like from my show, I'm like, I hate, I freaking hate drama. I hate all this. I hate all this. I hate all this. And I had a lot of it. And when people talk about it like crazy, it's so unf- like when it's about you, you trust me, you don't like hearing it. Trust me. You're just mm-hmm. so over it. Like you don't want it to be about that. But now like being so removed again and like looking on from the outside, it's damn entertaining. Like it just... <laughs> It is. And that I never thought I'd like say that again because like I've been there and I feel I feel for these people, but like it's sad put it this way, it's sad, it's unfortunate that it is so entertaining because damn, that was some entertaining television. I'm not gonna lie. 
oh, I remember being 15 and my mom yelling at me being like, why do you watch this stuff? It's horrible. These people are just hurting themselves. And it's like, yeah, but they sign up for it and they get a bunch of Instagram followers for it. So, you know, give and take. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So I, listen, obviously I have some, you know, connection to to Natasha having mm-hmm. known her for a little bit. And Natasha is a class act. She is, anyone that loves Natasha Trust me, you're it's that's appropriate. Or that's you're, you're loving her for the right reasons. Like that girl is, she's just like uh, I said like before, just like this sense of maturity about her, um, and just like confidence about her. And you know, even though she's like kind of been through some shit, like she never kind of like wavers and still has this eloquence and this this grace about her that she is just kind of in her nature. Like I know she's very spiritual or whatnot, but she she's uh, composed. She, very composed and she got screwed. She got screwed. She got screwed and she handled it with grace. And yes. she did such a great job of holding her own in that conversation where she was just being straight gaslit to her face by yeah. Brendan. And she held her own. She's like, you know what? Screw you and walked off. And that is the most badass thing. That composure though is so much louder than going off on someone and yelling oh, at them absolutely. and making a scene. Always is. The easiest thing in the world is to be petty, right? Yes. And it's also, it feels good in the moment. But for her to like take that step back, realize like who she was and how she handled, like how she wanted to handle the situation and then approaching them for a conversation and just saying her piece was incredible. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree. I, um, listen, I'm just going to be like, honestly, like, I... I'm just very confused what Brennan and Piper, like what they were trying to do. Because they were obviously together. There have been rumors of them being together since like March. Yeah. And, and listen, I, I can only speak, like I, I don't really, I've met them, met them once. And I mean, I, I wouldn't say they were together, but they were like, they were hanging out. I remember like, you know, we, it was back in, this is like back in the winter or something. And like, I remember seeing them together in the city. Like they were spending some time together and super happy for them. Like, oh, it's, you know, looks like that, you know, they look great together, right? They're both very attractive people. And the little time I did get to, you know, speak with them seemed like, you know, nice people or whatnot. We didn't like become best of friends or anything. But my impression was they were, they were into each other and there was, it was kind of going down that road. So listen, obviously, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. So why go on a show if that's mm-hmm. the case? Yes. Okay. We get it. You get a following followers, whatnot. That was probably the motivation for doing it. I just think well, like, I mean, they had that entire conversation about like, oh no, I'm going to get so many followers. But and that, all this that stuff. to me is what doesn't make sense. I, They're you like know, whispering with mics on. You 100% know that you are being recorded at all. T- you literally, you know that, you know, that cameras, there's a good chance are on you at all times. I'm like, what was this like? premeditated like are they doing this on per like, nothing it just didn't make any sense like no sense whatsoever why they'd have that conversation it's like they're just they're exposing themselves like in the moment and then to talk about follow like that's i don't know so, i just was so wanna, confused i think i figured it out okay and i think why even though the chris and jesenia situation is very very similar and then everyone came for chris and ended up like survivor style kicking him off the island they aren't going for Piper and Brendan the same way. And a couple people have picked up on it. Natasha noticed it. Demi noticed it. I 110% think that there's production behind this, that they went in and said, Piper and Brendan, why don't you guys come in and come to paradise? 
everyone loves Brennan. People think that Piper was great on Matt's season. And so they were giving them the opportunity to come onto the show. And then obviously the producers aren't going to turn everyone against them, at least from the edit at this point, because we're trying to still build them up. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, I think that there are conversations happening on the beach about how Piper and Brendan are not good people either, but those aren't getting aired as much because the producers are trying to maintain the image of Piper and Brendan as best they can because they're the ones who brought them on to stir the pot. You, you, you may have a point there. And I think the first thing that kind of makes me, you know, I think you're onto something when, you know, normally when you, you've always seen, you know, someone new arrives to the beach and they're given a date card and they come up and they, listen, I've never been to paradise. So this is just, I'm just guessing, but I'm sure you probably get told by producers as you're walking on, Hey, go, you know, introduce yourself to everybody. Go make, you know, your, your introduction, go grab some people. Cause that, again, this stuff takes time to film, right? It's not like it's actually happening mm-hmm. in real time. Like you're seeing it play out. So going from conversation to conversation before they pick who they're going to go on, you know, the date with, with the date card that takes some coordination and some time. So for Piper to go in and just immediately just boom, Brendan, Brendan. that you're right. Again, I don't know, but I'm guessing that she was m- maybe told, yeah, go ask who you want right away. And like your little hypothesis there could actually could actually make some sense. And it seemed like Brennan was a little, he was confused. He was like, whoa, that's not how you read This away. wasn't the plan. This wasn't, this the, wasn't plan. the plan. Yeah. And you could see some panic there, but interesting. Interesting. You know, Emma, there's a reason that we keep you around. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I don't know. You know me. I love a good conspiracy. So you do. For those of you that saw that conspiracy or listened to that conspiracy episode, that was all. Emma's doing and no birds or yes, wait, no, birds are not fake. I think that's what you thought birds are robots. Anyways, birds are in no way, shape or form real. Okay. The last thing that happened this week was... By the way, wasn't there some crazy bird stuff going on with the Brendan and Piper date, by the way? Like in the mics, they were picking it up. The whole bird conversations. Anyways, I'm digressing. There was a weird conversation about birds at one point. It was like Kendall talking about bird sex. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So the last crazy thing that happens is they go to like this VIP party and it's it's a select group of people from Paradise. Titus Burgess is now the celebrity host. Absolutely adore him. Fantastic. They're all at this party. They bring in four new girls, two of your girls, and then two of Matt's girls. Your girls get like no screen time whatsoever, which means maybe they'll be there next week or they got booted really quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. Alana, I think is how she says her name, even though I'm pretty sure it's Alana. She comes up and pulls Chris. And then within, in editing wise, I have no idea how long it was, but on the show, it's about two minutes between when she walks in and between when Chris's tongue is down her throat. Ooh, hate that. Hate that. It's a rough look. Yeah. I mean, that was all planted on purpose. (laughs) I can can assure you of that. (laughs) Is he in the wrong? I don't know. Is he? I, I think that he screwed over Jasenia pretty hard because he was like, Jasenia, I'm here for you. You're the person that I want to see while I was here. And they'd been going kind of strong for, uh, I don't understand how time works there, but they've been going strong for a little bit. Okay, so, okay, yeah, just remind me on this. So he, he, he's kind of not fully committed, but he's made it very clear to Jasenia their thing. Yeah, There's, yeah that's... 
he made it pretty clear. And then he didn't even really have a conversation with her before he went off and made out with Alana yeah. and then had a conversation with Jasenia. And then it proceeded to make out with her all night in front of Jasenia. And Jasenia left the party early. That's just, yeah, that, that's just shitty. There's just like, again, I, it's weird. Again, going back to just the dynamic of paradise and then the normal shows, the normal shows, it's almost, that's, that's accepted. That's allowed. There's not going to mm-hmm. be really that much, not that many issues with it. Paradise, it's like, well, it's, it's kind of allowed, but it's, it's not until you get to a certain point and you kind of claim dibs on that person a little bit, or you guys kind of come to that agreement. I don't know. It's, I do, I, looking back now, I feel like, yeah, you have a point here with, with uh, Brendan and Piper not getting as much kind of crap. Why as, aren't they getting flack? Why is it only Chris? And so, but the coolest part was Joe and like James and Riley are all having a conversation about, we're not going to let this stand. You're not going to do this to our girl. Hell no. And so he gets back, Chris gets back from his date with Alana and they're like, hey dude, you should probably pack your shit and leave because (laughs) you're not wanted here anymore. We hate you and die. (laughs) You have been voted off. The island. Or voted yeah, it was pretty paradise. gnarly. Um, this past Bachelorette season, we saw the cast all be like, we don't like Thomas. You should send Thomas home. And now we're getting the cast all turning against Chris. So it seems almost like they're becoming sentient. You know what? That's a theme though. That That is, from what I've seen, that, that goes back a lot of seasons. I, I remember back with, with uh, Hannah's season, pretty much Luke, you know, I would say everyone kind of gang. There's always that one person that it's like that tribe type of mentality and you kind of all gang up and want to get, get, get them off. I would say I'm mine and I still, I stand by. I don't think it was fair. I don't think she deserved any of it. Alea um, was kind of the person that everyone kind of ganged up on. Mm -hmm. It works. The pressure kind of gets to people for sure. And then, you know, you, you mentioned Thomas as well. Now it's happened in paradise. So it seems like that's kind of a common theme. But yeah, a little odd with maybe a little hypocritical with not coming at Brendan Piper the same way. But I have a feeling that'll show up next week. Yeah, I think I saw that's some stuff definitely in the becoming the main plot line. I would say. Anyway, so what do you think? Like, kind of outside of this, what do you think of all these interactions? You know, and, and obviously social media is just blown up every year. It's like exponential, right? Since the show's mm-hmm. been on, it's more and more every year. So I don't see this ending or getting any better. There's no way a producer, producers can tell people, right, what to do before they even invite them to paradise. So do you think yeah. all these interactions that are going on with, you know, everyone kind of from the show, from Bachelor Nation, all these interactions outside of the show, does it make the show better or worse drama-wise? Like are you, as, a, as a viewer that, you know, is outside of it, are you appreciating that? Or are you like annoyed by it? What are your thoughts? I think it's, Pretty interesting that there are two cases of it this season alone that we can at least confirm with Chris and Alana and Brendan and Piper. I think it makes it way more dramatic. Yeah. I think it kind of detracts a little bit or it does turn it into more of a game. And I mean, we've had Game of Roses on twice now. You guys have gone over there. They're fantastic. But that, since interacting with them and listening to their show a lot more, it's really shifted my perspective and like looking at these people as players as opposed to people who are trying to find love, which was admittedly probably a little bit naive on my part initially. But, but I hate that. And I, I wish that it, we didn't have to, because I agree with you and I wish that we didn't have to think that because that's not, that's not what I get. It's a TV show. I get it's entertainment. Yes, drama sells and ratings and all that. But damn, like 
I, I don't see... This show is losing itself then if that's what's all it's going to be. Yeah, but didn't it also... Com- like, it changes your life so much that it like incentivizes people to go in and like... You became a mini celebrity out of this. And so there is a draw to that. So people want that opportunity to go in and become a mini celebrity or gain that following because then you can get Instagram deals, you can get ad sponsorships, all those sorts of things. So while there are a few and far between that are probably genuinely there for the right reasons, if you will, there's too much that is also offered for it to be so genuine. They offer money and they offer clout. And for Mm -hmm. those two things, you're going to get bad people. Listen, you're not wrong. And I hate that you're not wrong. It's like, I'm trying to think how in the world do this reality TV, does it get, does it fix this issue? Because you're seeing it. And I think it's going to, it's not going to stop. It's going to continue season after season. I feel like we got to have some type of like AI technology now with like um, face swap, you know, technology for the show. So anyone that actually goes on, sure, in real life as they're filming, they get to like actually see these people and live this experience. But what's shown is not actually that person and their names are never broadcast. Oh my God. And then I, I, don't, I don't see how you ever kind of get back to, because you're right, human nature, you're going to, you see these shiny objects. Oh, ooh, ah, like I want that. Why wouldn't you, right? And I don't know. I personally, I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's helping the show, but um, interesting to see. So you're, I get it. It, it. it offers drama. At the end of the day, that does sell. Drama sells. Got to pay the bill somehow. And uh, Katie season obviously didn't do it. So they got to stir up some more drama. And I will say this is, um, this is a great, great recap. Seriously, you're, you're coming on now. I hope you know that. for Well, thank you. I our- really enjoy doing this. And I'm glad that all of the reality TV watching I've done throughout my life is paying off for it me. It is paying off in spades. <laughs> Um, I'll leave I'll leave everyone with this. So I have a new theory, ladies and gentlemen, new theory for The Bachelor. I don't think it's going to be anybody that you know or that you know of or that you're thinking of right now. I think uh, with the delay, with everything going on and just my gut feeling, this is going to be someone, I feel like it's going to be similar to a Matt James type Bachelor, someone that wasn't from the show, but I think they're going to go, you see on Paradise now, all the hosts they have coming on and there's some success there with celebrity, you know, real celebrities coming on. I think you're going to see a celebrity bachelor, a well-known bachelor that's not affiliated with the show at all be announced here shortly. That is my new prediction. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. We'll see, uh, see if it comes to fruition. But Emma, thanks so much for joining us. Guys, hope you enjoyed uh, this recap. Uh, send Dusty your best wishes. He's out having the time of his life across the pond. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, guys. In this segment today, we're going to go to a little weird news. So let's just get into it. Pete? Hey, uh, let me tell you about this. What I kind of weird this. news are you looking up? I love weird news. It's like one of my favorite things to do. But this is Very actually, odd. I wish I was this guy in the news. A South Carolina man won the lottery, then did it again 11 days later. <laughs> could you imagine? I could not. The big winner, who is from Grand Strand, claimed $40,000 on July 16th and then $3 million on July 27th. He purchased both Mega Millions quick pick tickets from a Murphy USA gas station. In from the Beach. same spot. The same spot. What are 
the freaking odds. I feel like those odds are even harder than actually winning like the actual, the Mega Millions lotto or the Powerball. Just doing that once, doing that From twice the same spot. in three months, the same this spot. Guy must have, this guy must have been doing some good work out there for some good karma, man. He had some guaranteed karma coming back as well. That was pretty incredible. After reading this, I wanted to, I was doing some research and um, South Carolina is actually really big in the lottery, apparently, because in 2018, a person that chose to remain anonymous for apparent reasons, but they won $1.5 billion I rem- in I South remember Carolina. This. That was, there was a lottery craze going on around the country. That's insane. Like... That is insane. What do you do from going? I'm assuming they were just like an average Joe. And what they, do you and they, do? They, yeah, they remain anonymous, which is obviously very smart. Uh, but that, I mean, obviously life changing. So we were we were riding bikes yesterday, and we stopped at one of the little you know little marts they have there. What, what not marts? Like little convenience stands in New mm-hmm. York City, and uh, we each got ourselves one Powerball ticket. And we started having a talk. <laughs> we got way too you, into it. You got this. really weird into it. <laughs> no, we just got super, super like just like uh, descriptive about exactly yeah, like you got how we really handled it. You really went above and beyond in different ways. But I'll let you explain what you, we were talking. That's about. the that's the secret. That's how you know it's the law of attraction. You got to truly attract all that stuff. No, not that. What are you talking about? Talk, talking about like, okay, so we were talking, what would you do if you won all this money? And we're talking about, okay, so I would take a little bit here, invest it, um, do this. And then we were talking about, okay, how do we um, pass it down to our kids? Right, that wasn't weird. That was, that was so smart though. You were thinking, was you, like were not getting, you were getting them. a little crazy into like some different <laughs> scenarios. But like you want to you pass down money, I'm sure, but you don't want your kids to be little shitheads, you know? Right, because that can, that can ruin someone's life, especially... Yeah, you don't want everything just to be young. given to someone because that that yeah, people that, in my opinion, people that are given everything, kind of don't don't really get to appreciate the quality of life as everyone else. But hundred percent. So we we were talking and we were trying to. So it's it's sad that most people that win the lottery like this. I guess like the statistics are that they're broke and I don't know how many years or, or they whatnot. die. Yeah, they, they, their life ends up kind of like going downhill, which is really, really sad. And I guess you get put in that kind of situation just overnight. It's very difficult to come out normal. And so we were talking about how we, you know, combat these, these things. The first thing I think, you keep your, you keep your life the same. You don't, you don't quit your job. We were talking with Emma this, about this. <laughs> she goes, first thing I'm doing is I am put in my two weeks. Like, no, you, you don't do that because... If you don't have purpose in life, you have nothing. It doesn't matter how much money in the world you have. You eventually, human nature, you get bored, you get complacent, you get used to something. And if there's no fire inside of you, what really do you have? And so I think that's the biggest mistake that people make is quitting their jobs, is leaving, is saying, okay, I'm, I'm done now. Like I'm set. Like you shouldn't, I guess the, the moral of this is you shouldn't, you should find something to do that you're not doing for the money you're doing for the, for the love, for how else it pays you out um, aside from just monetary reasons. So I think the first thing is you try to keep your lifestyle as similar, as close to what it is before you won. Hopefully, you know, relationship wise, you've met someone before, <laughs> before that huge windfall. So you can truly kind of trust <laughs> if they're there for, with you for uh, the quote unquote right reasons, as you love to say, Dusty. But 
then we got into, okay, how do you pass that down? Obviously, that's like a generational like type wealth that you can just set your family up forever. How do you pass that down the right way? And this is where we really got into it, trying to figure out the <laughs> smartest way. We're going into, all right, we did this. We're setting up a trust and like all of our kids and then our grandkids and so on and so on. Like, I was saying like, I want to set my kids up with like surprise milestones, like gifts, like, oh, like when they turn like 30, they get a call from the bank. Hey, your dad or grandfather... When did you, you know, release this amount of money to you? Bam. Or later on, later on. I don't know. Just yeah. So I don't. I just don't want to give it to them all when they're young, and I don't know. Yeah, they gotta learn the value of a dollar. I've worked retail. I've worked in the hospitality. I've worked construction. I've worked for minimum wage for so many years. It's in good to my twenties, and man, it's hard to. It's fucking hard to make some money. And yeah, I want them to understand that. I want them to, you know, put sweat, blood, and tears into making a paycheck. And then later on, they're rewarded, whatever. Yeah. No, I, it's, you, got, you got to be very careful. And it's like, it's just kind of scary scene. I love how we're, we're literally putting out that we're going to win this. Like I watch one of us. And then, and then I was like, dude, you thought I was crazy for this. But I think it would be so cool to... Like, say you were that person, you won that $1.5 billion lottery. Okay, you win it, and then you don't tell anybody. And you don't do anything for, like, six months. You, you stash that ticket away in the most secure location. And I know you, you thought I was crazy for this, but you crazy. stash it away in the most secure location. And then what a unique perspective on life you could now give yourself, knowing what you have literally stashed away in the most secure place, but for six months, see how you change, see how your lifestyle changes. See if you get a little complacent in certain parts of your life or lazy because you're, 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 you're thinking, Oh, I can, I can rely on this and almost use that as like a six month course to make sure you're ready to go kind of claim that and, and not let it kind of ruin your life. Someone steals your ticket and then you're just... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I like that idea. No, I like that I idea think it's, a lot. I think it's smart. I think you should. I think it will probably even take probably around six months before you even get your money. So you should go ahead and just turn it in ASAP and get all that finalized. You don't have to accept the money right away. You know, you could have it put into like maybe a secure bank. You don't, you don't think have to there's like... Is, am, I, am I just on myself on this? Like, I think You're just, playing with danger, my only, friend. You want Are you kidding? What? You just want to have the ticket laying around the house just like... Not just laying around the house in an extremely secure location that only you know about, but it's just like, it's the psyche of it, of you only, only you knowing like, okay, I got this, but I'm not going to let this like run my life. I'm still going to live my life here. And just always, I don't know. It'd be kind of like a, it'd be different. I, I don't know like why. Like I told you, you better hope I don't find out about that ticket. I'll <laughs> <in the> <laughs> be cash so fast. <laughs> no, I like yeah. that. I, I think what you're saying is good, you know? Yeah, don't let that money control your life. Don't let it become you. You know, just take a breath, a breather, get to know yourself even more before it, you accept yeah. it. All. But I'm just nervous for the fact that you just have the even in the secure spot. I wouldn't trust that. 1.5 billion. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah. And then we were talking too. It's like, at what point do you? Gio you know, obviously would get it from you. Geo would find that. Geo would be in, in there so fast. <laughs> you know, at what point is it like okay? Now this is way too much. Like no, no human being should have like single person should have this amount. Like obviously you need to be doing just a shit ton of good out there in the world. Um, you know, putting that to use and cause yeah, that's uh 
1.5 billion, I don't think I could. I would feel totally guilty. I would feel guilty on so many different levels. There's just too much money. Like, I want money. I want my family and everyone, friends, be, like, comfortable. But, well, that's a lot of money. I would have to give it out or I feel totally guilty for sure. All right, well. But, wait, did you check your lottery ticket? I did it. I'm not going to tell you if I won or not. Is it today? (laughs) Actually, I think it is today, yeah. No, actually, I know it is today because I already checked. <laughs> oh, did you? You lost. You wouldn't you be able shall, to keep that. You, you shall never that. know for another six months, be, my friend. You would never be able to keep that secret. You get so excited over the littlest things when you wake up in the morning. I, no, dude, I, I, dude, guess what? <laughs> no, it's the secret. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You totally I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys, we, we, so Dustin and I, we love to practice the law of attraction. And it's, it, we keep mentioning in the book, The Secret. And it's a book that I got him hooked on that he now is, you know, lives his life that way. And it's literally, it's, you ask, oh, he's got a ticket right there. You ask, believe, receive, and you feel these feelings out of whatever it is you're going for in life before it even happens. And that's essentially, it's, it's all frequency based. It's, you're attracting that to you. So that's kind of, kind of all over the place here, but that's where this whole lot of conversation I'm going to check my ticket right now so everyone can know. Well, we have about 12 now. Okay, let's see. Okay. Holy shit. He's like, Dustin was not meant to be an actor, guys. <laughs> I didn't win anything. Damn. All right, maybe next time. But yeah, that was our uh, our segment, guys. I hope you liked it. What would you do with the money? If you won the lottery, what would you do? Would your life change? Would it stay the same? Would you give a lot of it away? Would you hide the ticket for six months for someone to steal it? I don't know. You let us know. Hey, I know what I would do. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Let me find that ticket, Pete. Let me find that ticket. Welcome to the third roommate. The Guys. third roommate. Guys, you know this is our favorite segment. We adore this segment. This is just... And today we are adoring Tiffany, but we can call her Tiff. As she says, Tiff comes to us with a question saying, hi, with 17 eyes. I adore you guys, and I am really enjoying the show. Thank you so much, Tiff. She goes, I know you guys are running the New York City Marathon soon. Could you guys talk more about your training? I already know where this is going. I've never trained for a race, but it sounds like super hard work. What all goes into it? Go ahead, Pete. I'll let you take this one, buddy. Well, Tiff, tell, yeah, I, tell, tell, tell Tiff all about your training, man. Tell yeah, her how it's, how, funny, tell her how it's know, done. It's funny you ask that, Tiff. So I'm not going to lie. I'll be straight up. I'm a little bit behind in the training. I have been kind of busy with work, flying. And, uh, you know, I, I was, I had got into a kind of a good routine where I was running at the track club that Dustin, you know, started going to. He went to two. Uh, he went to two of them. Hey, that was a good start for me. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm just not a runner. I, this wasn't even my idea to do the marathon, but it's for a good cause. We're raising money for Achilles Foundation, which is, you know, near and dear to Dustin's heart and now my heart. And listen, it's a, it's a good opportunity to, you know, whether it's a marathon or whatnot, but I think it's always important in life to push yourself and to prove that truly anything's possible. And that's kind of this thing for me. So with that being said, I'm a little bit behind in my training, but I am getting back onto it. And I will now hand that over to Dustin (laughs) to let you know what that is that is entailed. 
with training. Yeah, Tiff, if you're interested in running the marathon, I mean, first things first, anybody can do it. You got to put your mind to it. Anybody that puts their mind to it can accomplish this, hands down. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but I think it's a good way to uh, um, trick your mind into believing anything you do, anything you put your mind to, you can do it. So first thing is first, I highly recommend joining some kind of run club in your city, in your area. They're normally area. I mean, everywhere. If you do a little research, I do the Brooklyn Track Club. I love it there. I go there every Tuesday morning, and we do uh, all kinds of different uh, paces and races and whatnot to kind of just condition our lungs and our legs. For me, I mean, you should do more running than twice a week. But, but for me, with my schedule, I do twice a week. That's my Tuesday. Later on in the week, I do a long run. And you don't have to push yourself in high speed. This is just conditioning your legs to hit that concrete for multiple hours. Because when you do run a marathon, everything in your body is going to ache. Everything from your feet to your calves to your legs, your thighs, your ass, your abs, your biceps, even your traps. Like It all hurts when you're running for a consistent amount of miles. So go, you could go as slow as you can, but try to run over 10 miles for sure. You know, you want to try to get up in 20 miles in training to condition your legs for that. Yeah, it's, that's why I always told Dusty. So he, he's doing a good job. He's uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I got you. You definitely want to take care of your body. Um, I, I had a little injury last Tuesday. I'm not sure what's going on with my foot, but just I'm resting it. But you definitely want to, the healing process, you want to take care of your body. You want to treat it. You want to... Make sure you're going to be nice and healthy for this marathon. But again, just consistency, guys. Stay consistent. Don't quit. Keep doing it, and you'll be fine. Also, speaking on Achilles, I ran last week with... And Achilles is an organization that they provide um, opportunities for people that are have disabilities, uh, blind, or have brain injuries or whatnot. So they, they provide opportunities for these people and um, running... How do I say... You're kind of a guide for the runners. Well, yeah, I'm a guide, but they also, the money that we're raising can go, so say if someone needs a prosthetic leg, the money that we're raising goes to those certain things for people can continue to live their active lifestyle. But yeah, this Saturday, last Saturday, I ran with um, um, a nice young man. Well, he's a little older than me. His name was Raymond. He was, uh, he could only see about 5%. And we were just having great conversations. We ran about four miles, um, he was just telling me about everything about him. And it, it was just a great experience that gave me a sense of purpose. I was My purpose that day was to help this man continue his training. And yeah, everything about Achilles I stand for, I love. So if you do run a marathon, run it with a purpose. Awesome. That's good stuff. And yeah, I, I promise you, I am getting on the training regimen. Got like two, two months to go now. Before we end this conversation, Peter has a bet with our other buddy, Justin, um, Geo, DJ, Unbranded, Brand, they have decided to push, they're both going to do the marathon. They decided to put a wager on. Loser has to wear a Speedo the next road trip vacation we go on for the whole time. Anytime we're on the beach, they have to wear that Speedo. So I'm super so there's no, excited. There's no, there's no way I can lose is what is what does. I get very competitive, guys. So I mean, once... Once that was on the table, yeah, I got to get my, uh, my button gear here. So um, I'm, I'm sorry, but I will not be the one that will be uh, sporting the Speedo on our we'll next uh, we'll road see. trip. <laughs> we'll oh, see. So Hopefully not. But you guys got to stay up. Or, um, we'll keep you updated on that. So yeah, let us know which team you are on. Are you on Basic Geo's team or are you on Peter's team? 
guys, if you're not on my team, I don't know what you're doing here right now. All right. It's better right. to be a hundred hundred percent support side on on my side. But hey, I guess what? I do have a nice butt. So maybe maybe they want to see it's the speedo in the butt. I don't know. Maybe they want to see it. Yeah, that's it, guys. And Tiff, thank you for that question. We love our third moon third roommate segment. You guys take care. All right, guys. Much love. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.